All right, if you have your Bible, open it to Luke chapter 9. We're going to read one verse, one really short but really important verse. Luke chapter 9, verse 24. This is what Jesus said. For those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will save it. May God add his blessing to the reading and the understanding and the doing of his holy word. Okay, so here it is, 2020. You made it. You survived 2019, right? Yeah, woo-hoo. So now what? Now what? Okay, maybe you graduated or you got a job or you retired. Congratulations. Now what? Or maybe you got married or you got divorced or you had a baby or you had a grandbaby, some of you. Now what? Now what? Friends, this is the time of of new resolutions. It's a new year, new opportunities in front of us. How many of you made a New Year's resolution this year? Like four people. It's not, it's not fashionable anymore, I guess. All right. I don't know. Nobody at the 830 service did either, like three people. So um, I, I found a comic this week on social media I have to share with you. It's so good. Uh, and I'm going to put it up on the screen. One lady says to the other, my New Year's resolution is to stop putting my foot in my mouth all the time. I'll bet yours is losing weight, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, mercy. Okay, my pastor, I don't like to give pastoral advice, but my advice is don't start the conversation with that when you meet with your friend. Friends, welcome to our new series. It's called Now What? And we're taking the month of January to talk about living with purpose, to talk about, you know, what does it mean now we've arrived at this place, we've survived what's come before, we've had experiences, we've come to a key moment in our lives, some of us, maybe all of us. Now what? What does it mean to live with purpose? At some point in our lives, all of us will be concerned with the idea of purpose. And in my experience, I find that it happens at key moments. There are these moments in our lives when we come to -to face-to-face with this idea that really life should have meaning. I think one of those places is when you go to a funeral, right? And you see person after person stand up and try to make some sense, some meaning out of a person's life. Try to say something meaningful about them, about what they contributed to them or to to the rest of the community. And then it occurs to you, oh man, one day I'm going to die and I wonder, what will they say about me? What will they say about me? And, And you think about ideas like purpose, Sometimes it happens after you've chased the dream, right? You've chased the dream of of a beautiful spouse and a nice house and a good job and a retirement account. And and then you get all those things. And then you sit there one day and you say to yourself, "Uh, is this it? I mean, is this all? Is, Is there something more to life than this? There are these moments in our lives. There are these moments of self reflection of asking ourselves good, hard questions. You know, the kind of questions that kind of keep you up at night and you wrestle with them and you think about them and you pray about them. There are these moments of considering our humanity, of who are we? There are these moments of thinking about our our impact on the world. And it seems to me we can't really manufacture these moments. You can't make them happen. Um, But we can create environments where they're more likely to happen. And so that's really what I want to do during this month is try to create an environment with you where these kind of moments can happen. These aha moments, these epiphanies, 
right? Where your spirit is somehow in tune with the spirit of God and you learn something about yourself and you learn something about who God is and about what God plans for you in this life. Meaning is something that every person longs for. Purpose is something that every human being desires in their heart. It's a desire that God gives you. And I don't know if you realize that this morning or not, but God has given you a desire to have purpose in your life. This is how Paul puts it in his letter to the Philippians. God is working in you, giving you the desire to do what pleases him. So God has given every human being in the world a desire to do good in the world. Now, it's true. Here's the thing. We have perverted that desire, haven't we? And we've turned it around and we've made it about ourselves. So that what we desire sometimes is what makes me happy and what I like and what I prefer and what makes me comfortable. But somewhere deep down inside of each of us, there is a pure, unadulterated, God-given desire to do good in the world to have meaning in your life, to have purpose in your life. I have heard many, many people express that. I've heard many of you express that. Some, you come to my office and you say, Pastor Brad, you know, I just, I just want to figure out what life is all about. I want, I want to do something with this life that God has given me. You know what I've never heard? I've never ever heard say, someone say, uh, you know, I've been doing meaningful things most of my life. You know, I'm just sick of it. It's just... <laughs> It's just miserable. I think for the next few years, I'm going to do something meaningless, and maybe that will be better. Right? Nobody ever said that, at least not to me, uh, because everybody wants to live with purpose. But here's the catch, and you knew there was a catch, right? My job is to tell you not only the good news, but also the hard news. So the hard news is this. Purpose is a means to an end. Purpose is a means to an end. And the reality is most people are not willing to be the means Because most people want to be the end. Most people want to be the thing. Most people want to be the focus or the goal. And again, they they want to bring it back to themselves. Most people are not willing to be the means. What comes naturally is making things about me. What does not come naturally is letting my life be about something other than me. Someone else or something else other than me. But I'm telling you today, living with purpose means... You become willing to be the means to an end that is beyond you. Most people ask this question. Most people ask, what's in it for me? Or some variation of that. Most people ask, what's in it for me? This is a question that children ask, isn't it? Now, I know that because there are two of them that live in my house. And when I do something nice for one of them, when I give that one a gift or, you know, some kind of special treatment, I want you to guess what the other one says. Uh, here's what they don't say. Here's what they don't say. Oh, good for you. I'm so happy for you. Oh, I've been praying that dad would give you that blessing. And oh, it's finally come. I, my heart is overflowing with joy because of what you have received. They don't say that. They say, dad, how about me? What do you got for me, dad? Now, here's the sad thing. It's funny when it happens with kids. Here's the sad thing. Some adults never graduate from that question. Okay? Some adults get stuck on, hey, what about me? What's in it for me? Friends, purpose is found beyond that question. 
If you can get past the what's in it for me question, you can begin to have purpose in your life. Second, purpose has a price. Purpose has a price. It means saying no to ourselves so that we can say yes to something or someone else. Now, this is one reason why a lot of people live with no purpose, because they're not willing to pay the price. They've considered it. They they look at it honestly. They say, ah, it sounds nice. Purpose sounds good and all. That's just too expensive for me. You know, no thanks. I'll I'll, I'll spend my my money. I'll spend my heart elsewhere, maybe on, on myself. When I was 12 years old, my family moved from Ohio to Virginia for my dad to take a new job in Washington, D.C. And for almost three decades, he got up in the morning at oh dark 30, and he drove an hour in D.C. traffic to get to work, and then he drove an hour in D.C. traffic to get home. And you know why he did that? To provide for his family. Okay? Purpose has a price. Purpose has a price. I saw this on the Internet recently. There's this guy... And he goes with his friend to the gym. So the, the friend is the guy working out. There's two pictures of the same guys there, okay? On the left, he's dressed in this like full body yellow robe. I think it's a Pikachu costume. I don't know what that is, but that's what I'm told that it is. And on the right, he's wearing a, a top hat and he's got a cane and he's wearing a cape. And the reason he goes to the gym is because his friend was overweight and embarrassed to go to the gym by himself. So this guy said, I'll go. I'll dress up in a funky costume. And then people will point and laugh at me instead of looking at you. Purpose has a price. Purpose has a price. How many of you know that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday? How many of you love Chick-fil-A? How many of you have gone to Chick-fil-A on a Sunday, sort of forgetting or hoping (laughs) to get a chicken sandwich? I've done it more times than I would like to admit to you today. Wouldn't they make a lot more money if they were open on Sunday? Yes, they would make a lot more money. I read an article this week at businessinsider.com. By the way, for this article they did about Chick-fil-A, they interviewed a guy named John Hamburger. (laughs) That is the funniest thing I've heard in a long time. So uh, you can't make this up. So according to John Hamburger... Chick-fil-A misses out on a billion dollars a year of revenue. That is billion with a B. A billion dollars because they're closed on Sunday. So imagine how much more money they could be making. But the reason they're closed on Sunday is because their founder, a guy named Truett Cathy, had a vision that his employees would have a Sabbath. They would have a Sunday for worship, hello, and for rest. And so he would not ask them to work on Sundays. He put purpose ahead of profit. Friends, purpose has a price. Purpose has a price. Third, finally, purpose is a path to meaning. Purpose is a path to meaning. When you become willing to be a means to an end rather than the end itself, when you become willing to pay the price of purpose, your life has meaning. Your life has meaning. You see, when we ask the question, is this all there is? You know, isn't there more to life than this? I think what we're really asking is, isn't there more to life than me? And just in my little circle and just my ideas and and my happiness. And the answer, thank God, is absolutely yes. There is more to life than just you and just me. 
People who have found purpose in their lives have found a way to move past me. They found a way to move past themselves. They've had a spiritual awakening. They've had an encounter of the Holy Spirit of God to realize that real life, the good life, life with meaning is not actually about them at all. Friends, your glory is too small a thing for you to live for. You realize that? Your glory is too small a thing for you to spend your whole life on. I wonder if you realize, two generations from now, almost nobody is going to know who we even are. You ever think about that? Three generations from now, nobody will know who we are. Doesn't that just give you the warm fuzzies? You're like, oh, thanks, pastor. You're saying I'm unimportant and forgettable. No, but here's the point. We're small and the world is big. And if you want to have an impact, especially if you want that impact to outlive you, then you've got to get past you. And you've got to bless someone and you've got to serve someone and you've got to make it bigger than you. That's what it looks like to have purpose in your life. You were designed for this. God is working in you, giving you the desire to do what pleases him. God is giving you the desire. If you feel it this morning as I'm talking, if you feel it in your gut and you're like, yeah, okay, God, you're saying something to me. That's the Holy Spirit moving in you right now giving you that desire to do what pleases God, giving you a desire to have purpose and meaning in your life. Okay, this is how purpose works. Let's recap. Purpose is a means to an end. Purpose has a price. And purpose is a path to meaning. Okay, when you become willing to be the means, when you become willing to pay the price, you will have meaning in your life. So this is what I'm inviting you into today. I'm inviting you to let yourself be a means to some end that God has for you. I'm inviting you to be willing to pay the price, whatever, whatever costs to have some purpose, and that you'll discover, wow, there's, there's meaning in this, there's richness in this, that there's worthiness in this thing that God has given me. I want to share a quote with you this morning from a woman named Cheryl Batchelder. Cheryl Batchelder is an American businesswoman. Uh, She is the CEO of Pier 1 Imports. Any of you like to shop there? My wife likes to shop there. Uh, She was the CEO of Popeye's Chicken, and before that, she was the CEO of KFC. In other words, she's a woman who knows how to get things done. She's a woman who knows how to make an impact on her organization and on her community and on the world. And this is what Cheryl Batchelder says about purpose. The point of purpose is to determine how you will serve others. If you don't plan to serve, you don't need a purpose. Okay? Cheryl Batchelder understands that purpose is about service. Purpose and service cannot be divorced They are inextricably linked in the kingdom of God. This is the way God has ordered the world. If you want to have purpose in your life, you have to serve someone. You have to serve someone beyond yourself, serve something greater than yourself. To have a purpose means to be a means to an end that is beyond us. Now, Cheryl Batchelder did not invent this idea, right? She just put it in a pithy way that we can remember and capture and and hold on to. 
Jesus Christ talked about this idea 2,000 years ago. And this is what Jesus said about it. Those who want to save their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will save it. Jesus is tapping into that God-given instinct that you have, that desire that God has given you to serve someone else. Here's the unfortunate thing, friends. Some people try to fulfill this desire by fulfilling themselves. And they go after with all of their might the things that make them happy and the things that make them content and the things that make them satisfied. And they desperately cling to what they think will save their life. And in doing so, they actually lose it. And it's very sad. It's very sad. And maybe you've seen people like that. Maybe you've been someone like that in some season of your life. You see, but Jesus is saying those who get it, right? Those who take these words from Jesus to heart, those who figure out that life is not about them, those who live for others rather than themselves, these are the people who discover real life. And this is the paradox of the kingdom of God. When you finally let it go, And quit worrying about yourself. Jesus gives you something better than you could have ever dreamed of. But you got to be willing to to let go. You got to be willing to lose your life and let it go. Now, a fair question is can we trust these words, right? Why why put my stock in this message here? Uh, We showed a Cheryl Batchelder quote, right, because of who she is, because she's CEO, because she's proven herself, she's an effective leader. And so we can trust her words. What about these words from Luke's gospel? Well, these are the words of Jesus. And I want to suggest to you this morning, he's the real deal. He is the real deal. He has walked the walk. He came to earth not only to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. And so Jesus was born a poor child to a poor family. And he was laid in a manger. He was laid in an animal feed trough. And his concern was for the least and the lost and the lonely. And when the going got tough and when things got really bad, he died. He allowed the people to kill him so that you can live. And so what I'm saying to you today is Jesus is trustworthy. He's trustworthy because he has actually done the things that he's inviting you to do. He put his money where his mouth is. He's authentic is a word that we like to use. Jesus is the real thing. So let's say for sake of argument, you you really, you buy this and you want to do this with your life. You say, okay, Jesus, you know, game on. Let's do this. What does that actually look like? Let me give you three next steps, three practical steps that you can take beginning today. And the first is this. Look at your life through the lens of means. Look at your life through the lens of means and and not only the end, not only the goal, but the means to the goal. And this is tricky because the means often feel unimportant to us. And so we think about our jobs. We say, oh, I'm I'm just doing the financial report. You know, it's not that big a deal. I'm only driving this truck to deliver these goods. Uh, I'm just paying the bills. By the way, you know what happens when you stop paying the bills? (laughs) Really bad things, right? So, So keep doing that. Paying the bills is a good thing. Keep doing that. In the life of Christ, you see, friends, the means become important, as important as the end itself. We say, oh, I'm just taking the kids to soccer practice. No, you're not. 
You're raising a human being, okay? Parents, grandparents, people who invest in children who are in this room right here today, please hear me say this. Your greatest contribution to the world may not be something you do, but someone you raise. Secondly, pay attention to what breaks your heart. What is it that just makes your heart ache for the suffering of the people of this world? Pay attention to that. What stirs you up inside? What is it that when the time comes for your funeral, you wish people will have said about you and what you contributed to your world? Purpose is found at the intersection of a broken heart and an opportunity. You have the broken heart. God provides the opportunity. So I wonder what opportunities God is putting in front of you in this year, in 2020, where you can make a difference for the things that break your heart. Third, surround yourself with people who live on purpose. Surround yourself with people who are not afraid to serve others. You know, there's a principle in human behavior, and it's this. Virtue is contagious. Did you know that? Virtue is contagious. If you hang out with selfish people, you will become a selfish person. Guaranteed. And But the opposite is true also. If you hang out with selfless people, with generous people, you will also become selfless and generous. So surround yourself with people who have purpose in their lives. Surround yourself with people who live on purpose. The most purposeful person I've ever met is Jesus Christ. And so if you follow him long enough, you will become like him. And if you follow him close enough so that the dust from his sandals flips back up onto your pants and shirt, you can be sure that you are going the way that Jesus is calling you to go. I'll leave you with this today, friends. Living with purpose takes courage. All this, everything we've talked about this morning, living with purpose takes courage. It takes guts. It takes a willingness to say, okay, I'll be the means. It's not about me. It takes, it takes courage to say, I'm going to pay the price. Yeah, it's a high price. It's expensive, but I'm willing to pay it. It takes courage to lose your life. And if that sounds hard to you today, and I know some days it does, right? Some days it sounds impossibly hard. Then I want to remind you of the promise that as soon as you let go and give it away, Jesus will replace it with something better. He promises to save your life. If you're willing to lose it, he will save it and he will preserve it and he will hold it and he will make it count. And he will give you life, life, real life, beautiful life, meaningful life, life that matters, life with meaning, life with purpose. But friends, get this, not just for today, forever and ever and ever and ever and ever.